0: Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer requests, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. And what I'll be sharing with you this morning is possessing our inheritance. Somebody say, possessing our inheritance. Say it again with me, possessing our inheritance and if you can understand i want to make it real simple this morning but if if you can understand what i'm going to share with you this morning you're going to understand life you're going to understand uh what's happened to you uh where you're at and where god wants you to go how many of you know that god wants us to go to uh, the land of promises right so this morning uh, we'll go to 1 Corinthians chapter 10. And as we read this, you'll understand why God is so good. And God has been so good to us so that we can get up every morning and not guess. A lot of people get up in the morning and they're guessing. He said, oh, Well, I wonder. Uh, what this is, why this is happening in my life. Well, why does God, uh, why is, it has, has this taken place? Well, life is not to guess. Isn't God good? He's given us uh, this book right here. Uh, everybody say the Bible. And uh, uh, years ago, when I, came, uh, when I came back out of Vietnam, came out of the service, came out of Vietnam, and uh, I was looking for answers. And I didn't want to have anything to do with some old religious book. I mean, once you've been in a combat zone, and you've been in the army, uh, and then I had just uh, had gone to the university and come out of there, I was looking for answers. Didn't find them in school. Uh, didn't find them. Uh, didn't find that in the army. And surely I didn't find that in Vietnam. And I was looking for answers, but when I found out that this book right here is Is God's manual somebody say God's manual so when I found that it was God's manual not a religious book I said well here it is here it is I got the answer now I now can live my life and and I can have total victory in my life and this is what God has given me and it's not an accident somebody say it's not an accident well, uh, any, any success you have in life, the God kind, somebody say the God kind of success. It's not, it's not actually, some people say, well, it, he's lucky. No, it's not luck. It has nothing to do with luck. It has to do with reading this manual, finding out what this manual says, and then applying it in, in your life, and then you'll see the results in your life. So in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, now this is very, very important because you'll be able to understand life this morning. And uh, Paul says, moreover, brethren or brothers, I would not uh, that you be ignorant how that all our fathers were under the cloud and all passed through the what? Through the sea, and were all baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea, and did all eat the same spiritual meat, and did all drink the same spiritual drink, for they drank Of that spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ. But with many of them, God was not well pleased. He was not well pleased, for they were overthrown, where? In the wilderness or in the desert. Now, these things were our examples. Somebody say examples. And in the Greek text, it it uses the word types. Uh, So it uses the word types, and this is what we'll use this morning. Now, these uh, things were types, our types, or our examples to the intent that we should not lust after evil things as they also lusted. Neither be idolaters, as some of them, as it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. And neither let us commit fornication. As some of them committed and fell in one day, three and 20,000. That's a lot of people dying in one day. And neither let us tempt Christ, as some of them also tempted and were destroyed of the serpents. Neither murmur, as some of them also murmured and were destroyed of the destroyer. Now all these things happened unto them for what? For example, isn't that nice? God is so good. Uh, For our examples or as types, and they are written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the world are come. Can you say amen? So anything, and I want you to understand this now. I'm not going to be very long, and I'm not going to uh, uh, make it difficult. Real simple. Everything that has been written in the Old Testament, this is why you have to read. From Genesis to Revelation. Everybody say amen. Now, if you start in the book, uh, I mean, in the New Testament, you ought, you ought to concentrate and focus in the letters, but if you'll just start in the New Testament, you won't have a clue of what's going on, because as we read chapter 10, we we read about the cloud and the sea and the spiritual uh, spiritual drink, the spiritual rock, and Uh, you know, all this, and even Israel, and we'll say, man, what in the world are they talking about? But Paul wrote these things, and as we uh, read the Old Testament, we understand uh, what God has for us. We understand what we have to do, right? We We understand as believers, somebody say as believers, we understand what we have to do in this life. And we also understand what not to do when we read the Old Testament, because everything that happened in Israel—poor souls—but uh, uh, now is written. It was written for our, as types and shadows, as our examples, so that we would know what to do and what not to do. So this morning. Uh, because it's types and shadows. If you look up here in the screen, there are three stages uh, in this life. Somebody say, in this life. You can put that on the screen for me, please. Uh, There are three stages in this life, and look at one, two, and three. Uh, Number one, it's Egypt. Number two, it's the desert. Uh, And we know what the desert's like, right? We live in the desert. Number three, uh, it's the promised land. For Israel, it was the promised land for us. It is the land of promises. Somebody say it's the land of promises. So everybody, everybody's going to be on stage one. This is where everybody's at. Every person in the world will be and will be born into uh, stage one, which is uh, Egypt. Egypt is a type of the world. It's a type of sin. Everybody understand that? So all these are types or examples. Uh, And and the only way, listen to me real carefully, the only way to come out of Egypt, the only way to come out of the world is through the new birth. Now, when we read uh, the book of Exodus, we know the children of Israel were in Egypt 430 years. And that's a long time. And they, uh, they started crying, they start, and the Bible calls it, you know, from the depths of their heart, they started crying. You know, when you get desperate, you're going to come out of Egypt, right? If, you ain't, if you're not desperate, you're going to stay right there. But they started crying out to God. They said, man, we can't take it anymore. I know, uh, we know that uh, God has promised us. Uh, uh, We're the children of Israel, uh, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and and they started crying out to God, and God heard them, and He sent Moses, and He sent Moses uh, to Pharaoh, and He said this: Let my people go, that they may serve me. Right? So God has a purpose in you coming out of the world, and the purpose is that you serve God. Right now, not just coming out of the world, then, uh, then you're gonna keep in the world, stay in the world. No, God uh, wants you to come out of Egypt, which is a type of the world and a type of sin. He wants you to come out, and He's the only one that can get you out of there. And you come out of Egypt by the new birth. Can you say amen? Now, if you read the ex- Exodus, the Bible says that the children of Israel came out on the on the on the on the day of passover uh, through the blood of the lamb and we have the blood of the lamb also can you say amen and that's the only way you can come out of uh, egypt so god uh, uh he told moses he said tell pharaoh that you must let my people go you must let them so that they may serve me that's my purpose in getting them out of egypt right so uh, we, get, we come out of Egypt with one purpose, and that is to serve God. Hallelujah. Now, the Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians 10 that they were all baptized into Moses in the cloud and the sea, uh, which is a type of our baptism, water baptism. But thank God, God has much more for us. Somebody say, God has much more for us than just getting saved and being baptized in water. God has much more for us. Somebody say, God has much more for us. Man, He does. Praise the Lord. And then uh, the second stage is for those people that come out of Egypt, they're going to encounter the desert. And God's intention and God's plan was to be a short and quick journey, not 40 years. It was to be a quick journey. As a matter of fact, it was 11 days walking. That's all they had to do, is walk 11 days, and they would end up at at the Jordan River, and then they would cross into the land of promises. So God's plan for God's children is to, uh, you'll encounter the desert, but you have to come out of it as quick as possible. Can you say amen? Now, uh, children of Israel spent 40 years in the desert. And uh, I had a little experience of what it is to live like those people lived. Uh, They lived in the desert uh, uh, in tents. I lived in a tent for one year in Vietnam. I'm telling you, it's horrible. those Army tents are uh, leaking, man. And then you hit monsoon weather, and them tents are leaking, and they're soaking wet uh, and you get up soaking wet. So living in a tent is horrible. Imagine 40 years. I don't know what, what it would be like to live 40 years. But they lived in the dust, wind blowing. Man, nothing. Everything looks the same out there. Can you say amen? So the desert is, is a, it's a difficult life. Somebody say a difficult life. It's very difficult. If you stay in the desert... And there's a lot of Christians that stay in the desert. Well, life's going to be very terrible for you. It's going to be very difficult. It's, it's a place of struggle. It's a place of survival. Uh, some time ago, I asked the Christian, I said, how are you doing? He said, We're, I'm just surviving. <laughs> well, that's not what God uh, called us to, uh, to do in this life. He called us to overcome. Can you say amen? And to be the head, not the tail. Uh, uh, to be blessed in the city, be blessed in the field. So uh, the desert is survival. It's sweat, and it's, uh, it's sorrow. Uh, in, the, in, the, uh, in the desert for the Israelites, it was serpents. Uh, it was a, uh, it's really a blindness. Uh, in the desert, uh, there's a veil over your eyes. You, you don't know. Everything looks the same. In the desert, everything looks the same. Just like in the jungles of Vietnam, every, everything looks the same, <laughs> unless you have a compass. And then you can find direction. But everything looks the same. So people that are in the desert, everything looks the same. They live life guessing. It's working. And you work. And you work like a dog, excuse me. But uh, you never arrive. And in the desert, you die before your time. Hello. And in the desert, there is no fruit. But thank God, there is a land of promise. Somebody say there's a land of promise. For Israel, it was a promised land. But for us, it is the land of promises. So the Bible uh, tells us, because this is written as types and shadows, God's intention when he took Israel out of Egypt to take them quickly to the land of promises. They've been in in Egypt too long. And God is a merciful God and a loving God, and He loves His children. Can you say amen? So, He uh, he was to take them to the land of promise. The land of promise is a place of privileges, our privileges, and rights in Christ Jesus. Can you say amen? Now, you have to understand this. Uh, That place is a land of privileges and rights. This is where your dreams will be fulfilled. This is where you have a long life, right? Long life. This is where God takes care of you from the beginning of the year to the end of the year. This is where the rain comes, the rain from heaven. Somebody say the rain from heaven, which is a type of the spirit of the living God. So this is where you find anointing. The power of God is in the land of promise. I was telling the other ministry because I spoke on this for about a month, so I'm just giving you an introduction. I told him my plan, my goal, because I'm, I'm already, I've been blessed all my life. God's just favored me. And I'm blessed now. I'm 70 and I'm blessed. Praise the Lord. But uh, 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 my goal is for everyone to get to the promised land. Can you say amen? For everybody to, to make it. It's every, we don't want to leave anybody behind. God's not a respecter of persons, so my goal as a pastor is get everybody in there. Can you say amen? So I'm going to show you this morning, because this is God's plan, for you to uh, uh, get to the land of promises where you will, you will find your rights and privileges, where you'll find your dreams fulfilled, you'll have a long life, you'll not die before your time, uh, uh, God will take care of you. I want you to lift your hand and say, "I shall live. uh, I shall uh, not die, but live." That's right. I shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. So, if you get to the land of promises, I can guarantee you. This is guaranteed. You're not going to die before your time. Now, you say, "Well, how long is my life?" Well, until you're satisfied. If you're satisfied at 80, then you can leave at 80. If you're satisfied at 60. You can leave at 60. If you're satisfied at 40, then you can go at 40. Can you say amen? I've, I've, I've met people that were real sick, and they said, I don't want to leave. Well, I said, well, uh, let me, let's, get, let's get you healed first, and then you can go healed. Uh, and health, right? Once we get them uh, healed, they don't want to go anymore, right? They said, no, I want to live. So uh, whatever long life you want, this is what God gives you, right? He says that he will, in Psalms 91, that uh, he will satisfy you with long life. So whatever life you want in this earth, God will give it to you, uh, but it will be a a life uh, that will be satisfied and be blessed. Can you say amen? And I want to emphasize this this morning because I'm going to read that because he describes their types and shadows. Uh, uh, The Bible calls the land of promise, Uh, heaven on earth somebody say heaven on earth that's what it's going to be you say here I'm on earth wow it's like living in heaven I get up every morning I say man this is like heaven on earth man praise God I get up in my bed looking around I said man I'm in heaven hallelujah I walk out of my house I said man it's heaven on earth I feel good Uh, I walk around I said this is heaven on earth right But if you're in the desert, uh, life is miserable, you see. So there's three stages in life, and that third stage is that you've got to get to the land of promises. Otherwise, your life will be miserable, and it will be survival. It will be sweat and and sorrow. It will be working, never arriving. It will be death before your time, and there will be a place of no fruit. And some people say, man, you know what? I've worked all these years, and I have nothing. Nothing. Well, welcome to the desert, right? There's nothing there, right? So uh, let's go real quickly because this is very important. Let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 11. Just read you a couple of scriptures here so that we can emphasize something. Deuteronomy chapter 11, verse 8, because he's talking now to the second generation. Somebody say the second generation. The first generation died in the desert. The only ones that uh, made it to the land of promise was Caleb and Joshua, right? Because uh, the ten spies infected all of Israel and you know negative people. You got to be careful with negative people because they'll keep. Uh, they're not going in. They'll keep you from going in. But they, uh, they, uh, the they uh, the 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 ten spies saw uh, uh, saw what was in the prom uh, in the uh, in the. They saw uh, what was in the, in the promised land, uh, something that God never mentioned. He never mentioned uh, uh, the giants, but they, that, that's all they could see is giants and, and problems. But uh, Caleb and Joshua based everything on what God had said. He said, it's the land that flows with milk and honey. It's the land that I've given you. Somebody say, the land that God has already given us. This is what you have to understand this morning. So in verse 8, he said, Therefore shall you keep all the commandments which I command you this day, that you may be strong and go in and possess. Somebody say, Possess the land where you go to possess. Possess. That you may prolong your days on the land, that's what we said, which the Lord swear unto your fathers, to give unto them and to their seed a land that flow with milk and honey. For the land where you go is to possess, is not a land uh, is not as the land of Egypt for where you came out, but uh, where thou sowest the seed and thou waters with your foot as a garden of herbs. But the land where you go to possess it is a land of hills and valleys, and drinketh water from the rains of what? Of heaven, in other words, it's a place where you have to totally depend on God, right? In, uh, in Egypt, they had the Nile River, but they had a work to get that water into their gardens. But in the land of promises, God said, You have no sweat, I'll send you the uh, early rain and the former rain, and I'll bless your land. Uh, just depend on me, and I'll bless you. Can you say, Amen? Now, verse 12, in the language the Lord thy God careth for the eyes of the Lord, thy God are always upon it, thank God, for the beginning of the year, even unto the end of the year. And it shall come to pass, if you shall hearken diligently unto the commandments which I command you this day, to love the Lord your God, and to serve Him with all your heart and with all your soul. That I will give you the rain of your land in its due season, the first rain and the latter rain, that thou mayest gather in the corn and your wine and thy oil, and I will send grass in your fields for your cattle, that thou mayest eat and be full. Can you say amen? Now look at verse 21. That your days may be multiplied. Wow. That's what God promises, long life. In the days of your children, in the lands which the Lord swore unto your fathers to give them, as the days of heaven—here it is, heaven on upon the earth. Praise God when you get to the land of promises; it's heaven on earth. Can you say Amen? Would you lift your hand with me and say, "Heaven on earth"? Heaven on earth. That's what God wants. That's how God wants you to live. Heaven on earth. Can you say Amen? Praise the Lord. And then He says, "Here's uh, this is very important now." He says, every place where the soles of your feet shall tread shall be yours. Very important. Once again, I'm going to read that three times now. Every place whereon the soles of your feet shall tread shall be yours. Can you say amen? Uh, So God says, there's only a little slight requirement. I gave you the land, but you have to possess it. Just a slight detail there. And then he said this. Now, listen. In the book of Deuteronomy, he's written to the second generation. He told them just in the book of Deuteronomy, 52 times possess, 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 possess. possess. Moses, we heard you already. Yeah. Okay, here's the 11th time. Possess it. Possess it. Possess it. Possess it. Possess it. Every place where, uh, whereon the soles of your feet shall tread shall be yours. Can you say amen? In other words, if you don't possess it, it's not yours. In other words, oh, well, it's yours, but you won't experience it. I said, I thought God gave it to me. He did. Uh, he gave you everything. But uh, uh, you have to possess it. Now, the land of promises is not a type of heaven. You have to understand that. It's here on earth. That's why at the beginning I told you these three stages are are our three stages here in this life. It is Egypt. It's the desert. And it's the promised land. It's not talking about heaven because in heaven there's no fortified cities. And there's no giants to overcome. Can you say amen? It's all right here. And you have to possess it. And if you don't possess it, then you'll never experience it in your life. Now, what would you think of somebody that would say this? Well, if God's going to save me, uh, uh, he's going to save me. If not, I'm going to go to hell if God doesn't save me. Well, I would use the word stupid, but I'm not. But it's dumb, right? If somebody said, if you heard somebody say, well, if God's going to save me, uh, he's going to save me. it said, no, God already gave us salvation. Can you say, let's give the Lord a great praise offer for that. He's already, he's already given us salvation, right? Everybody's got to, everybody's got to possess that thing, right? Uh, if not, you're going to go to hell, right? That's right, you've got to possess it. So, 52 times, right? Now, I know uh, we can even add to that because some people say, well, if God's going to do it, let him, let him do it. No, he's already given you everything. He's already given you everything. If God's going to heal me, then let him heal me. No, uh, you have to uh, tread on uh, everything that God has already given us. Can you say amen? Everything. And he's given us everything. I'm telling you. He's given you everything that pertains to life and godliness. It's all here. God did not leave anything out for you to live heaven on earth. Can you say amen? If you believe that, let's give the Lord another great praise offering. Praise God, hallelujah. Okay, now, look at Ephesians 1, 3. So I want to make sure that you understand that they are talking about types and shadows. Deuteronomy chapter 11, he's talking to the children of Israel. But in Deut- uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 10, he says these are types and shadows so that we'll know and understand what we need to do and what we sh- uh, what we should not do and what we should possess. Can you say amen? So in First uh, in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3, now notice this. He says, Blessed be God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, Uh, We don't use have, but we use has, who has blessed us with how many? All. All. All spiritual blessings. All spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So listen to me. Everybody look up here. What and how much? Because God gave us how much? Everything. So what and how much, how much you get in this life is not dependent on God anymore. He already gave it. Now, you have to possess that. You say, well, I don't want to live in a, a nice house. Well, uh, that's, that's up to you. Uh, I want to live in, a, I want to drive a, a, an old junker. Well, that's up to you, right? That's up to you, whatever you. But God has already, already given us everything. He owns all the cattle and a thousand hills. He owns all the silver and all the gold. Can you say amen? You said, I, I, I want to have a bad marriage. Well, that's up to you. Whatever you want to, how you want to live is not dependent on God because God already gave us everything. Can you say amen? It's up to us to possess and enter the land of promises. Now, uh, if we'll go back to those three stages, now this is very important. Listen real carefully because uh, we have to, and I know there's been a lot of confusion. Uh, If you don't understand this, there will be confusion uh, as to how to get out of Egypt, because you'll never make the promised land unless you get out of Egypt. You have to get out of Egypt. Somebody said, get out of Egypt. And then you'll have, a hopefully, a short journey in the desert because you'll hate it. You'll hate the sand. In the wind and all that other junk and you said no i'm going to the land of promises where all my rights and privileges are in christ jesus can you say amen because god cannot lie he if you look at first uh, ephesians chapter one all the book of ephesians all the letters everything has already been provided for us can you say amen everything praise god so you get up every morning say i got it praise the lord amen i know i'm gonna live a good life and you'll live a good life can you say amen now Uh, So that we can not have any kind of confusion in our life or avoid confusion because there's been a lot of confusion uh, for years. Uh, But uh, we have to come out of Egypt in order for us to head toward the the land of promise and go to the promised land. Uh, But in order for us to come out of Egypt, we must be truly born again. You have to be born again. It's not just coming to church, or it's not just uh, reading the Bible, or just praying. Uh, No, uh, you have to be born again. And when we talk about being born again, listen to me real carefully, it is uh, an impartation of the God kind of life into your life. Now, the Bible talks about receiving eternal life. Now, when I first heard that years ago, I thought and, and this is the first thought that comes to our mind when we hear about eternal life, said, "Ah, yes, when we get to heaven, no, eternal life is the nature of God." Somebody said, it's the nature of God. It is Zoe. It's not something that you're gonna get when you get to heaven. It's something that you get right now. Can you say, "Amen"? It's an impartation of the God kind of life, the nature of God, of the nature of God. Can you say, "Amen"? Uh, it is God Himself coming inside of you. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation old things, somebody say old things, have passed away, all things are new, when you're truly born again. Now, some people say, well, he goes to church. Well, uh, if he hasn't been born again, he's, he hasn't come out of Egypt, he's, he's still in the world, and he's still in sin. Well, he came here to the altar, yeah, I don't mean anything if he's not born again. Now, years ago, when I first came in the ministry, there was a scripture that really disturbed me. Now, how many of you have read a, a portion of the scripture that really disturbed you? Man, it really disturbed me. I, it really bothered me. I read that over and over, and then I had to put it aside. Come back uh, a couple of months later, still couldn't understand that, and it disturbed me. And then years later, and I finally got it because scripture will uh, will explain scripture. Can you say Amen? Now, look at uh, uh, Matthew seven twenty two. This is the scripture that really disturbed me. And Jesus said this. Now, these are the words of Jesus. He said, many will say to me in that day. What day is that? That's the day of judgment. He said, Lord, Lord. Now, the emphasis here of Jesus is Lord, making Jesus Lord. He said, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, and in your name have we not cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works, and then I will profess, uh, profess unto them, I never knew you, uh, depart from you, you, were, uh, you that work iniquity, right? Now that really bothered me. These people casting out devils, prophesying, <laughs> and uh, and uh, doing everything. But can you imagine? You get to heaven, you get into heaven, and, and God saying, "I never knew you. Get out of here." Said, "But I did all this." Well, these people weren't really born again because in order to be born again, it's not just accepting Jesus as your Savior. A lot of people say, no, 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 listen, I want Jesus my Savior. Uh, I want fire insurance. Uh, I want to make sure that I escape those fires. I know there's a fire somewhere. They said, and and if I don't really believe it, uh, I I don't want to take a chance. There might be a hail in a lake of fire. Uh, If he says lake of fire, here, I don't know if I can believe that. But just in case, I need fire insurance, right? So they'll accept Jesus as their Savior, but you will never receive the life of God in you to be born again unless you make him Lord of your life. Does everybody understand that? So there's a lot of confusion in a lot of churches. He say, why did that person act like the devil? Uh, why did that person do that? Why, is he, why can't he let go of drugs? Why can't he let go of alcohol? Why is it that he is a womanizer and all that? Uh, why is it that that brother still goes to the bars? Well, they're not born again, right? Yeah, but he goes to church. I don't care if he's been in church 50 years, right? Uh, if he's not born again, you're never going to come out of Egypt. You have to be born again, right? Uh, uh, so if we're born again, and the only way to be born again is to make Jesus Lord of your life. So he said, in that day they will say, Lord, Lord. huh? in that day they'll say, Lord, Lord. But he'll say, depart from me, you workers of iniquity. Now, look at Romans 10, 9. See if we can... Uh, confirm this in Romans 10 9 he says if you shall confess with your mouth the uh, uh, the Savior Jesus did he say that no he says the Lord uh, and shall believe in your heart uh, that God has raised him from the dead you shall be saved right he says if you'll confess with your mouth and believe in your heart and make him Lord of your life you are saved and if you don't make him Lord you're not saved That's what the Bible says. Now, if Jesus is Lord of your life, he's going to have a say-so in your life. How to dress, how to live, uh, how everything, if he's Lord of your life. Now, some people say, no, I don't want that. Nobody's going to tell me what to do, not even God. Uh, I got my own life. I'm going to live my own life. But I do want him as my Savior. But I don't want him to tell me. Uh, how to live my life uh, How to be faithful to God How to live for Him I don't want anybody to tell me that uh, I, I'll go to church when I want to When I feel like it I will serve Him the way I want to f- serve Him uh, And if I want to come once a month I'll come once a month uh, If I want to read my Bible I'll read my Bible If I want to live uh, like I want to Well, uh, I j- I'll make Him a Savior But making Him a Savior will not serve save you and I am gonna explain that in a few moments now when you get saved truly saved uh you get married you get married and the reason that I say that you get married you get married with the Lord here's my ring here look I'm married to Jesus praise God the reason I say that you get married because marriage is a covenant and all parties involved in a covenant have, have to be willing uh, to fulfill all the terms of that, of that covenant or contract. But it's not a contract, it's a covenant. So marriage is a covenant. Now, what if you ladies, if the guy that you're going to get married, he'll, he'll come up to you and say, I want you to marry me, but I want you to know this up front that I uh, have a weakness for women, and that every so often I'm going to have a woman on the side. And you as a Christian girl say, I'll kill you. <laughs> I'll kill you, sucker, you know. You forget you're even a Christian, you see. None of us would go for that, right? If some guy told you, said, hey, baby, I'm a, I want you to be my wife, but You know, I'm going to have women on site. What if the woman that you're going to marry said, hey, uh, I'll marry you, but uh, uh, it's not going to be every night. It's just on Friday. (laughs) I'm going to go to the nightclub, and every so often a guy will pick me up, and we'll go to the hotel, but don't worry about it. I'll be married to you. You say, baby, we ain't going nowhere with this. This marriage is not going to function. You see, we get ticked off when we hear that. But what about what God told Israel in the Old Testament? He said, you have committed spiritual adultery. And there's a spirit of fornication in the Old Testament. He said, uh, we got married, but you have all kinds of other gods. And you have a lot of uh, lovers on in your life. And people think they're going to make heaven like that just because you declared him Savior. No. It's just like you declaring your husband, you're my husband, but he's got, he's got all kind of women on the side. He's not much of a husband. That marriage is not going to function. So this marriage in God is not going to function either. I'll serve God like I want to. I'm not going going to make him Lord. Nobody's going to tell me. I don't want him to have a say-so in my life. I won't live like I want to do what I want to, eh, but I'll come to church when I feel like it and serve him. Well, listen, you're not even saved, and uh, you never came out of Egypt. That's why we have a lot of problems. Now, if you're not saved, now listen to me. When you're saved, the very nature, somebody say the nature The nature comes into your inward man, and you become a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things are new. In other words, you become something, listen to me now, that never, ever existed. You're a new creation. A new creation. And uh, only a new creation can, can make Jesus Lord and walk with him. When you say, i make you Lord, then God imparts his nature, and you're born again. Can you say amen? And you become a new creation. Old things have passed away, and uh, all things become new when you're really, truly born again. Now, we've had problems, uh, and perhaps you've had all kinds of, uh, you know, problems dealing with people. Well, listen, they don't have the nature of God. It's just like walking up to a cow and says, you know, from now on, I want you to quit being, quit acting like a cow. You're going to act like a dog now. A cow said, no, I can't. I'm a cow. You see? And if you're lost, sometimes we we get people who say, quit your lying. How can they quit their lying? Uh, Quit your adultery. They can't. Quit your pornography. They can't. They'll drop something, pick something else. They have the nature of the devil in them. You understand? Now, uh, Paul, no, John specifically says that. He calls them, the ch- and Jesus even called that in John eight forty four. 44. He said, the chil- you are the children, the devil. So, in other words, as long as we're not saying we have the nature, the nature, just like a dog. Don't get mad at a dog if you have him inside and he, he pees in your living room. Some people want to beat the dog and say, hey, he's just doing what dogs do. Now, if one of us did that, <laughs> we have some concern, right? Peeing in the living room. And sometimes we, we tell people, why is it that brother? Oh, so we call him brother, too. Why that brother, he come to church, Been coming to church, he does this and that. Well, why doesn't he change? Why did I see him in a bar? Why, do I do it? why does he have other women and all this other stuff? Well, because he has the nature of the devil, he's not born again. And until you're born again, truly born again, you make him Lord of your life, then you become a different creation. Can you say amen? You become a child of God. Hallelujah. And you quit doing what you've been doing. Can you say amen? Praise God. Hallelujah. So I don't care if it's preachers or whatever. If they, if, they don't, uh, 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 if they don't show forth fruit, they're not saved. Can you say amen? I don't care if they say hallelujah. Some pick up the jargon too. Hallelujah. Praise God. Do you all say that? Praise God. Okay, listen. I'm going to say praise God. Do you all say hallelujah? Oh, I'll say hallelujah too. They're not even born again. And that's why there's a lot of trouble. it has been a lot of trouble. And even people who say, I don't understand. Well, it's easy. A dog has the nature of a dog. Uh, a cow has the nature of a cow. And, 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 and people that are not saved have the nature of the devil. And people that are saved have the nature of God. Can you say amen? They have the life of God, Zoe, eternal life, uh, the life of God inside of them. So they uh, become and look like Christians and look like children of God. Can you say amen? So, once you are saved, now you have to possess the land. And I'll finish with this. How do we possess the land? How do we possess this land? Mm -hmm. Everything has to do with the Word of God, right? Remember those five things? Four or five years ago, I dropped everything, and it caused a revival in that Spanish ministry. We just do five things. Here they are. I started five years I said. Throw all them books out, all this other stuff. This is all we're gonna do. I will drill that in people. Uh, read that word, pray, fast, give. That's giving your ties, share your share your faith. Get when you get to the uh, number five, you're flying, right? But uh, this will. This is a life changer. He'll change your life. Uh, reading the word and praying and fasting. Uh, these things here. It's not. A, it's not to be religious. It's to possess. How do we possess? How do we possess? Well, God told Joshua. Let's go to Joshua, and I'll in real quickly. Uh, Joshua 1, 3, he said, Every place, once again, he said, Every place the sole of your foot shall tread upon, uh, that I have given unto you, as I said unto you, unto Moses. Uh, and then he said in verse... Um, uh, <clears throat> Oh, let's see. He says it three times. Praise God. He says, uh, only be thou strong and be very courageous that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded thee. He said, be strong. Everybody say, be strong and be very courageous. I'm going to have to quit quickly in this. Now, uh, God told uh, uh, Joshua, he said, in order for you to get the promised land, you've got to be strong. And you gotta be courageous. You gotta have guts. You know why? Because the enemy is gonna do everything to lie to you. He's already, he's nothing. I don't care how many giants in there. God said, the land is yours. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. He's already given us everything, but you have to possess it. And if you don't possess it, you can't blame anybody else. But in order for you to possess it, you gotta be strong. Can you say amen? Strong and be very courageous. And then in verse 8. Let's stand up and let's read this. He said, this book of the law. Somebody say, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate therein day and night. Hallelujah. Uh, Then uh, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then, somebody say, for then, thou shall make uh, your way prosperous, and then thou shall have good success. Only then, only then, are you going to have success? Only then you're going to possess the land. Oh, pastor, uh, somebody pray for me. Pray for yourself, right? Uh, pastor, uh, uh, you pray for me again. We'll pray for you. But you better read your Bible, and you better pray, and you better fast, and you better give your tithes and, uh, because you can't have success without, without that. But only if we do these things, and it's all has to do with this book right here. Don't let this book depart from your mouth. Can you say amen? Uh, but you'll meditate in it day and night so that you'll make your way successful. And this is what God does. Now, I don't know if you're truly saved or not. You say, Well, I don't know if I'm saved either. Well, put Romans 10:9 up there. We're gonna make sure you're saved. If you want to be saved. And if you don't make it, then you can say, Pastor Fabian, there at Kings 8 that morning. He told me how to do it and how to get saved, and I want to really be saved because if you don't make Jesus Lord of your life, you'll never be saved. No, no, I just want a fire insurance. I don't want to go to hell. I'll make him Savior, but I don't want him to say anything about me or tell me how to live my life. But if Jesus is Lord, that means he's your boss. Hello? That means he's going to have a say so. That means that he is uh, the person that uh, that that has the decision in your life. He will boss. He will be your boss in your life. He will be the lord of your life. He he will be uh, in Spanish el jefe. That's it. You're going to be your jefe, right? That's it. And you say, well, I don't want him to be my uh, my jefe. Well. Then you live your life like the way you want to. Then you live like you want to. He says, I want to drink, drink. Uh, I want to go to parties and uh, nightclub and all that. Do it. He's not. You're not saved anyway. But I'll come to church. So what? That's not going to help you. You got to be born again to get out of Egypt. So this morning, let's lift up our hands and say, I confess with my mouth.